And I think it's one thing that's it's helped me win is obviously my mental health. My stress levels have gone down tremendously. And it's just a, a way that when I'm just going through something, like it just clears my mind. Yeah, you know. It's your boy. <laughs> yeah. I listen. I started out on the pavement Bitch you thought I wouldn't make it Wondering why you ain't did it? Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah success is contagious We winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad huh? Like how we do it from the basement I ain't been getting no sleep uh, Lately I'm playing for keeps uh, Lately I'm out on these streets been talking to God and welcome back to another episode of the Potent Podcast, a podcast dedicated towards people, motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives. I'm your host, Takura, and today I'm joined by an amazing guest. We had the st- we had the honor of studying together at Hertfordshire University. He is an electrical and software engineer. He has a passion for fitness, uh, creating content, and also he has a hobby of flying uh, drones. So I'd like to introduce my friend, and he's also a YouTuber who has a YouTube channel called Tobillion TV. I'd like to introduce my very good friend and guest, uh, Tobillion. Tobillion, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining uh, me today. Happy to be here, Takura, and thank you for having me. You're welcome, man. You're welcome, man. And it's been a long time since we spoke, and I- I'm really gl- glad to have you on and uh, have you on to to share your wisdom and you know teachings with the listeners today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Sure, you want me to introduce myself? At least you've given me you've given me a good introduction. I mean, I couldn't have done it any better. So, do I say a little bit of myself? Yeah, I was gonna say like you could go ahead and and you can do that and also include like um you know uh, tell our listeners a bit about where you're from uh obviously what you're currently up to and also your hobbies that you pick up in your free time as well. So. Okay, so as Takura said, my name is Toby. I go by Tobillion. That is a nickname that I've had since, what, about 10 years? I got that from a previous girlfriend who gave that to me on Valentine's Day 2015, I think, when when she said, you are my Tobillion one in a billion. It was very cringe, but the name was very catchy. But I have nothing against her. We're not together anymore, but I have nothing against her. She's married, and I'm like, all the best in life for you. So that being said, I'm Toby. As Takura said, I did electrical engineering with him. No, he actually did aerospace engineering, but I did electrical engineering. I worked in Nigeria for about a year as an electrical engineer, but I found out that this is not really what I want to do for the rest of my life. There was one aspect of um, of electrical engineering which I did like, which was the coding aspect. So speaking to my dad and telling my dad that I wasn't really happy in my career and I didn't want to do this for the next what, 10, 20 years. So he told me that the time to act is now because I think we graduated. And when I, I think I graduated from Halfway at 21. So he told me, okay, the best thing to do is since you love the coding aspect of electrical engineering, why don't you pursue that as a master's? You love it. And at the same time, it's a very good and rewarding career because you earn a lot of money. So I did some research on where I could possibly get a master's. Initially, I wanted to go to Canada, but for whatever whatever reason, I couldn't get the visa. I did get into about two schools, but visa-wise, I couldn't get the visa. So I had to look for the the next best thing, which is Ireland. So I researched about Ireland. I said, okay, well, there are a lot of um, tech companies here. There's Amazon, PayPal, MasterCard, General Motors, which I work in, which I'll get to in, in a moment. 
and I think there are so many others which I can't really remember right now. But the market for the for IT for people who are doing IT was massive in Ireland. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to struggle to find a job. So I applied to a couple of schools, found the one that really intrigued me, got into the masters, and I got the visa. And I've been in Ireland since 2018. Yeah. So this year is going to make it five years. So I've been there, got my master's, thank God. Then I've gotten my job as a software engineer. So I've been doing that for three years now. And I have gained a lot of experience. And I've gained, I think I've really found out much about myself in terms of my productivity, how I, and my organization skills. Because the thing is, to be a software engineer, it's, it's really more than just coding. It's about how you manage your tasks. Because you can be given three projects. And you have to find out how to manage your time how to manage how you work on all the projects given to you in a day, which is not something which was something that really overwhelmed me in the beginning. But I think I've kind of gotten the hang of it. So as Takura said, that's my that's what I do as a career. So what I do in my spare time, obviously fitness has been the passion of mine since 2016. While I was doing in Hearts, I started my fitness journey when I was 19. I'm 27 now and I've really gained a lot like Mentally, it has really helped me. It has really helped me mentally because now I can... What is the word I'm looking for? Now I'm more relaxed. I think uh, like physically, I'm in one of the best shapes of my life. And I think it's really helped me towards my health because another goal I have is to look as young as I possibly can as I'm aging. I want to age gracefully. With the fitness as well, I I also do content creating. I've got a a, um, YouTube channel which I started in 2021, yes, which is more about dating for men more specifically for men as to how to pertain to the dating markets in both the western and the african african cultures and it also has something to do with self-improvement as well because as a man you have to keep on self-improving till the day you die that's my motto you need to self-improve mentally physically spiritually and physically as well so that's pretty much me in a nutshell i think let me hand it back to Takura and if he has any questions for me. Yes, yes, yes. Sir. And thank you for that intro, man. And it's a well-detailed and well-structured introduction. And obviously, first of all, congratulations on the master's and securing uh, a job and obviously working for three years, which obviously you've gained a lot of experience there. And obviously, for in terms of the, like you said, health is wealth in terms of the fitness. And, you know, it, it, it takes a lot and a lot of commitment and a lot of discipline to be that consistent for that period of time now. I think that's how many years? That's what, seven, eight, eight years? Eight yes. years it is. So, you know, it, it takes a lot of, of commitment and obviously kudos to you for that. And obviously on, on the YouTube side, I, I think the first question I'll, I'll follow up with, obviously, when you said, obviously, you do YouTube and you, you're, you're releasing uh, dainty content specifically for men and also for self-improvement. But what would you say inspired you to start uh, the YouTube channel? Okay, well, I would say it maybe pertained to incident I had in 2020 during the pandemic. There was a certain girl, I'm not going to say her name and I'm not going to reveal her details, but let's say in a nutshell, this girl was kind of, she ripped me off for a lot of things. She ripped me off for my time, my money, my efforts, and we were kind of seeing each other and I thought things were going, going strong only for me to find out from one of my good friends that she was actually cheating on me. 
and all the cheating on me, she was cheating on me with a very good friend of mine. And the thing is, my friends had told me that, had told me, but I don't know, there was just something in me that wanted me to believe that, no, she's, she can't do this to me. There's no way. After everything I've done for her, I bought her this on her birthday. I even gave her some money to actually send to her parents in her country. I'm not going to reveal her country, but let's just say her country is like a third world country. And she wasn't working at the time. And she wasn't working. Yeah, she wasn't working. She wasn't doing anything. And I had just got my job as a software engineer. I was like, man, let me do the right thing only for me to find out. And somebody actually sent me a text message of two of them, of her and this guy I knew. I think it was a WhatsApp text. I don't know how he even got it. That even is even a mystery to me till today. And I even saw her sending nudes to, to him. So I confronted her and she said one of the harshest things to me that, Toby, I know you liked me, but truth be told is I always saw you as a friend. I was like, What? You saw me as your friend after everything. We've been talking for like, what, five? Wait, no, no, no. Let me say it's from January 2020 and up until like um, September, October. In my head, I thought we were actually going out. But in our head, she was just kind of using me for my time, money, and effort. So I can basically say I was kind of like a simp. So that really taught me something, man. Like it taught me something. It taught me something about women. I won't come out out here and say that all women are terrible. I just had a bad experience with one. So I just had to sit down. And I was like, wow, how could I, how could something like this have happened to me? So I had gone on YouTube. I think what I did was I went on YouTube and I think what did I search that day? This was around October 2020. So I searched on like why a woman would break your heart so how do you know when a woman is using you so i found this space it's called the red pill space which kind of teaches men more specifically men how to deal with um western women how to know when a, a western woman is uh, messing with you not only western women african women and again as i i, I want to point that out again i am not saying all women are bad all women are terrible but obviously there are terrible men in the world and there are also terrible women in the world so i kind of created that youtube channel as a space for men to help us in general because there are a lot of men who are kind of lost in the dating scene like they don't know how to even attract women and they don't even know how to even retain women so i kind of created that channel initially as a reaction channel let me invite guests in so they can listen to kind of the red pill content on how to know when a woman is cheating on you how to know how to be attracted to a woman how to keep a woman and how to even find a good woman that can be suitable for a marriage and things of that nature so that is kind of why I started it. Then I moved on to like doing public interviews for the channel as well. Maybe asking random women um, on the streets, okay, what do you think makes a man attractive? And also what, what other thing can I, was I even asking them again? What makes them attractive? What can make you lose interest in, in a man? And things of that nature. So in a nutshell, the channel is just about men's self-improvement. It's dating content for men and also um a place where i want to even talk about mental health as well so that's pretty much the channel all for obvious reasons i've not been as consistent i was as i would like to be but the goal is to be as consistent as i possibly can and put more content in absolutely bro, absolutely and and thank you for for that aunt and wow and you've got a foundation to it and how you came about starting the youtube channel obviously my commiserations obviously like for that experience that you went through and you're right it's not everyone that has got a, a terrible uh, or bad interest or carries themselves in, in a bad mindset when they go into dating it's not yes. everyone but but they do exist and um I'm, I'm i'm happy that obviously you've you've bounced back from the experience even stronger 
yeah. I would say. So I think on that, you know, thank you for, for sharing. Where can people find uh, your YouTube channel if they're interested in, in actually watching your videos and, and listening to the, the self-improvement tips that you've shared so far? Okay, so my YouTube channel is called Tobillion TV, as you've pointed, as you said, T-O-B-I-L-L-I-O-N-T-V. So I am actually going to upload a new video this Sunday, which I'm working on at the moment. And the plan is to at least upload a video every week, at least one every week. It's not easy. And obviously there are things that are going to come in my way, but that is the goal to actually upload more content because obviously I want to entertain people with the public interviews which I've done, but at the same time, educate people as well. So that is kind of the goal. Absolutely, bro, absolutely. And, you know, uh, like he said, you can find him at Tobillion TV on YouTube if you'd like to eat, like it, watch his content. And um, I've watched a couple of his videos, which are very eye-opening and insightful for those who are looking to broaden their knowledge, I'd say. But we'll move on to the next question. And this question, obviously, it revolves around passions. And I'm pretty sure your YouTube channel is, what, is one of your many passions. But can you tell our listeners, you know, about your passions and what you love most about about those passions and what got you into those, as, as I'd say? Okay. So I think in a question like this, I think the thing I would like to talk about is my fitness passion. So I started going to the gym consistently around 2016. I think, and the, one of the reasons why is because I think growing up, I was very, very skinny. I think for most of my life, I was skinny. I think when I started going to the gym, I was about 60 kilos. Now I'm nearly 80 kilos. So that's like 20 kilos I've gained in the last eight years or so. But the main reason I wanted to start going to the gym was I every time I looked in him, like there was a I think there was just a random day while I was still in university. I think this was second year while we were seeing hearts. And I just came out of the mirror and I just looked at myself. I'm like, man, I just don't like what I see in the mirror. And I always saw my mates, a couple of my mates saying, oh, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing doing this exercise, that exercise. And I had, uh, and they didn't even know what they were talking about. So I just sat and thought to myself, okay, this was 2015 going into 2016. The New Year's resolution for 2016 is I'm going to be consistent in the gym because previously I was going, but the thing is, I was I was just going maybe once a month and two or twice a month. I'm like, obviously, you can't make any progress doing anything only twice a month. So I told myself. I'm going to do it twice. I'm going to I'm going to save up money because at the time I was working for Sports Direct. So I told myself is I'm going to save up enough money to start going to the gym. I'm, I'm and I'm going to register for an entire year. So that's what it, what that's what I did. So lo and behold, I saved all, all my Christmas money. Then I used it for I used it to register for the gym for for a year. Then it's been consistency for the last eight years. I've gained so much muscle that I can't even I can't even believe. Looking back at how how I, I how I started to where I am now, like it's even unbelievable. And I think it's one thing that's it's helped me win is obviously my mental health. My stress levels have gone down tremendously, and it's just a a way that when I'm just going through something like it just clears my mind so it just kind of recuperates me from stressful from from stress because how i do it is literally when i'm done from work i literally just put on my gym gear and i just go and i just go in and i do have ambitions of actually on, on actually becoming a pt because nothing will bring me more joy is than to share my passion or fitness with other people who are kind of going through the same thing as, as i am going through absolutely so, bro and oh sorry <laughs> Were you, you had something else to add no 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 go ahead Yes, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to say, man, hey, that's that's a that's an epic story, epic background story on your fitness journey and how it all started. You wanted to make yourself better, and you know, you at the at first you you went along with your your friends who were obviously they they were into gym and they were committed and they were and you obviously you weren't 
100 percent sure on how to start but you put yourself in that space where you decided to learn more about it um, educate yourself learn about obviously uh, nutrition and foods and uh, the right exercises and the the amount of time to go to the gym and obviously i think from what you said about how health and fitness can improve your mental well-being that's that's a hundred that's 100 true and like you said it's helped you manage uh, uh stress and also improve your mental health significantly because whenever you go to the gym you feel a lot better about yourself a bit a lot better about your outlook on life and all those things and obviously uh, on, on the last point to become a, a pt man obviously that's that's a massive step and obviously i would encourage you to obviously go and share your passion with those who want to build their fitness up or get onto the fitness journey and also you know you might inspire them to also become a, a person of reference in their in their circle for fitness and advice and all that stuff so yeah that's um that's pretty much it and another thing i want to another thing i even i really want to accomplish is that people like in in my pursuit of becoming a pts like the fitness industry is really it's a really terrible place because most pts they just want to rid you of your money but one thing i want to do is not only do i want to obviously there's some financial gain you want from becoming a pt but you also want to be a pt that that would be knowledgeable towards your um your clients because you don't, you don't want them coming back to you over and over and over again. You want them to have your their time with you. Obviously, you want them to have a good time. But obviously, you want them to be knowledgeable to the point that you don't need a PT anymore. Because you can't be wasting your money every single time on a PT cons- consistently. Because what most PTs I've noticed do is they'll just put you on this diet. Let's say you want, let's say someone like you, you want to lose weight. I will put you on a very, very low calorie diet and make you do hours and hours and hours of cardio, which is not going to be sustainable on the long run. Yes, you are, you are going to lose you are going to lose weight, absolutely. But it's not sustainable at, on the long run because when you go back to your normal eating, they're just going to put on the weight back. Mm-hmm. They're going to put the weight back on and you're going to come back to me and I'm going to take your money. You put on the weight back. You come back to me. I take your money and the circle just goes on and on. So mm-hmm. what I want to be is a pity that will tell you how to eat, how to know the number of calories you want to eat, if you want to lose weight, if you want to gain weight, or if you want to maintain, that way I will tell you how much you need to eat. I will recommend the foods you you can eat. And the good thing about fitness is people have this misconception that you can't eat junk food when you when you want to lose weight. But in actuality, you can eat junk food when you want to lose weight. For anyone who is listening to me, yes, I said it. You can actually eat junk food, but and, and at the same time lose weight. You just have to make sure that whatever you are eating is within the calories you need to lose weight. And this is something that most PTs aren't going to tell you because, as I said, they just want your money. But this is knowledge I want to share to my clients when I hopefully become a PT. Yeah, absolutely, man, and and yeah, and you're absolutely you're absolutely right there about uh like you, you when it comes to dieting and all that. I think a super restrictive diet may help you lose weight in the beginning, but when when you go when you start relaxing a little bit and start incorporating what you had before, you know, you're just gonna go back to your usual weight, usual habits, and then it's gonna be a repeating. Cycle. Exactly, um, and you just create and another thing I've just found out like you just have a bad relationship with food, and the thing is, who wants to have that? Mm, exactly because food food is actually the biggest thing i think i i, I read in, in an article somewhere that food actually helps with weight loss and then obviously exercise is there to help improve your 
overall body strength and obviously immunity that is it's like building like when it comes to like going to the gym going to the gym is for building the muscle but if <laughs> you want to lose the weight that's where the food comes into play yeah absolutely man absolutely you're right yeah it's your spot on there man and you know I, I think obviously building on from what you just said about how your passion is fitness and all i wanted to find out who your inspirations are who've inspired you to be the fired up toby that you are today and you know i'd like you to share with the listeners you know who would you say like um are your inspirations and how have they made a positive impact on you so far Okay, well, I would say like when I started diving into the fitness industry, there were a lot of people who kind of like inspired me with their story. Obviously, I think everyone knows Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's one of the famous, he's one of the most famous, if not the famous bodybuilder of all time. He started it at, I think he started building, started his fitness journey around 16, 17, there about. Then he went on to win multiple fitness competitions. I've never competed before. Who knows? Maybe one of these days, but it's not really on my agenda at the moment. But he was one of the key guys. Then later on, it was, um, I don't know if you know this guy. He's called Simeon Panda. Mm-hmm. There is How to Beast David De Las Morenas. There is also... Um, John Cena, well, John Cena is a wrestler, but he's not really a fitness guy. Well, actually, he is a fitness guy because, I mean, look at the look at the guy. He is massive. But later on, I did find out that a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys who are looking up to their physiques are not attainable by for, for a natural bodybuilder because most of them use steroids. But I'm like, oh, well, they have inspired me, although there is a bit of, like, false hope that they give to you because they give you this false hope that you can achieve this physique naturally but at the same time that is not possible because nobody can build that much muscle because everyone has a limit everyone has a limit as to how much they can build but at the same time i do enjoy their content i I love their background stories on how they achieve their physiques but at the end of the day we're not all perfect so I love I love the inspiration stories of how they got to where they are, but at the same time, I don't like how you would sell false hope to people thinking that you can build this amount of muscle when in actuality, you can only achieve that using performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I just wanted to say, like, obviously, shout out to, to obviously your, your fitness inspirations on that note. And, and you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right on the, on the, on the point that I think, you know, for people to be told that they can achieve a certain level of muscle, muscle growth or physique uh, without um, using performance enhancing substances, I don't think it's 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 an accurate way of trying to get people into uh, fitness. I think you know people should know um, like how they would want to look if they want to look like that. Obviously, you know they they can go and do their own thing. But I think the whole the ultimate goal is obviously to become lean. Um, yes be happy working out um to obviously to to feel i would say relatively to feel challenged but at the same time put in a a productive amount of work and not exercise to the point of injury but exercise to the point of Mm. yes i've exercised today it's been a good day i can now go home i can relax and exactly and the thing is not everybody needs to go to the gym but at least at bare minimum, you should at least be healthy. You don't need to go to the gym. You are, you can at least maybe even do doing walking. You know, funny enough, walking is a very, very underrated exercise. Just walking like 10,000, 12,000 steps. You know, one thing I noticed is while I, while we were still in uni and mm-hmm. I checked my phone, like my health, my health app on, and I just said, let me check how much I used to walk back in, in 2013, 2014, 2015, while we were seeing half a year. I think I used to walk like 15,000 steps. And I was like, wow, that makes sense as to why I always stayed so lean, despite um, me not really eating as well as I want. So you can stay relatively lean 
and relatively fit without even going to the gym. That's it. That's the thing. Even if you are maybe a working professional like myself, what I do is in the morning because I'm hybrid. I'm a hybrid. Some twice the week I go into the office and three times a week I'm I'm I work from home. What I do is I wake up. I think around six. 6.30 because I start work at 9 and I work for like 45 minutes to an hour so a 45 minutes to an hour work is about I would say 5,000-6,000 steps and so that's me ready for the day so when I'm done from work I literally just go go into the office sometimes I go into the gym which is like it's when sometimes I choose to walk and sometimes I choose to drive but overall I get most days I get like 10,000-11,000 steps which will keep anybody which will even keep the average person lean and not not fat. So mm-hmm. I think most people's overall goal is to just be healthy. You don't need to go into the gym and build muscle, but just relatively staying at a healthy weight, whether it be by walking, whether it be by jogging, the choice is yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ron. I wanted to tell you a, a story on, on fitness as well for, for the for the for the Prince of the North podcast listeners who are listening in. When I left the UK, I think back in twenty twenty one, I was actually ninety eight kilograms when I left. Wow. That was a lot, right? And uh, I think at that time I was doing, uh, I'd only started like morning jogs, I think uh, a month and a half before. So I'd, I'd go out for a jog when I wake up, I'd jog, I think about close to two miles. And, you know, I'd uh, jog up a, a massive, a really steep gradient in the Kent area. And then obviously come back, drink protein shake, and then obviously eat um, a vegetable I won't say I won't mm. say a vegetable, like, but you know, like a clean meal. So it's got uh, it's got protein, it's got carbohydrates, it's got mm, yeah, pretty yeah. much everything, right? So I obviously picked. I continued that whilst I was now back in Zim, and I think I jumped on the scale. I think it was last year. It's only been like uh, last year in December, and I weighed myself, and I was now about seventy eight, seventy eight kilograms. Wow! So I'd lost what? That's what. That's uh, 20, 20 kilograms. Yeah, approximately that 20 kilograms. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much just only from from diet and morning runs. And I think maybe now I, I do walking a lot more because I had an incident which I shared on the previous episode of the of the Prince of the North Potion podcast. I used to do morning runs in our, in the area where me and my love my mum live now, and I was almost bitten by a stray dog. So. Ooh. You know how it is in in you know in the certain especially in 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 developing countries you're more likely to come across uh stray dogs than you would be in in let's say in developed countries or western countries uh you know the the the, the islands the UKs the Netherlands of the world I mean I'm not saying that it's impossible to see one but I'm saying like you're more likely to see stray dogs on our side of the of, of the planet than you would yeah. be in those in those areas. So I remember I was just I was just going on a run and obviously the dog was uh, barking against um, it's barking at other dogs that are, were behind a, a gate at another house. So I wanted to go around it. So it was it was busy barking at with other dogs and then it it suddenly stopped and then it it saw me and obviously I wasn't intending to 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 make eye contact or do anything like that and then it uh it let me pass and then it turned around and it tried to bark before it bit me but then obviously i stood my ground and i actually uh, i rushed to pick up a, a stone wanting to throw it at it 
but obviously it, it, it ran away by itself and obviously <laughs> I continued on with my run but I think ever since that point you know you know how it is if you're a cautious person who you know who can go through you know events like that you know the one the one instance you could say okay if this happens to me once you know I could say maybe it, it was a fluke the second time it happens then you say okay now nah, I should probably stop doing this because the third time I won't be so lucky third time round I probably get bitten and God knows what else could happen so I think I'm now more cautious of doing uh runs now I'm more I'm more of a fan of walking uh, not in the morning, like I think during the day. Uh, I walk before. I actually walk to my um to my German lessons, which is about like a kilometer. So uh, I park my car about a kilometer away, and then I walk a kilometer to the school, and then I walk a kilometer back. Uh, every mm. every every yeah. Monday to Thursday, which you can never be- yeah. You can never go wrong with walking. That's what I've, I've I've realized. You can never go wrong with it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. And so to move on from 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 that question, and to move on to the next one. But can you tell our listeners, you know, of an experience you've gone through um, that has shown you that positivity still exists in the world and in people? Well, I know back in the day, mm-hmm. back in the day, I think when I was still in secondary school, I was picked on a lot because. I was one of the smallest people in my in in my in my class. I think I was like five one or five two. I think it was only when I turned um, fifteen or so that I that I got a really huge growth spurt. So right now I'm about I'm about five nine. So I'm just average height, but back in secondary school I was properly small. So you can imagine then what how the experience of somebody who is really really small would go through. I was mm-hmm. picked on. I was picked on, always bullied, made fun of because of my size. Because I was, as again, I said, I was literally one of the young, one of the smallest people. And I, I went through things that I can't even, I don't even think I want to say on the podcast because there are things that I don't think anybody would even want to hear. But now, looking back, that has actually made me stronger. And also those people who picked on me, sometimes they are the ones, they even come back to me and tell me that, and they tell me that, man, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for what, what we did. So I always say that maybe sometimes you should give, you shouldn't hate on people, even though they do bad things for you. Obviously, I think it's human nature. If so, if you have a bad experience with somebody and they do something unthinkable to you, you would want to distance yourself from them. And obviously, you should, you should have respect for yourself if anybody does anything wrong to you. But I would say be open to forgive people mm-hmm. because some of those people who have picked on me because they've seen the kind of level of success I've gained from obviously getting my bachelor's, getting my master's and buying a brand new car. They've come back to me and they've actually congratulated me. These are people that I really did hate them. I really hated them. But how they've, how they are treating me now, I think, I don't know whether it's because they see I've kind of glue, I've grown up and I've leveled up my life, which is something I've and I've worked very very hard to do. I don't know whether that contributes to why they treat me better now, but I would also I would always say be open to forgive people. Right. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that story. I mean, I think for a lot of people who listen who listen to the show on 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 all on all digital platforms that in high school, I think high school was a very very difficult time for many people for for a multitude of reasons. Not only what we experienced, but I'm pretty sure people who went through far worse and managed to get through to the other side. And you know, we're always grateful for that. But like one thing I wanted to touch on is what you mentioned was if somebody does you wrong, 
think the first thing, like you said, obviously forgive that person. And second, and most importantly, you must obviously respect yourself in the sense that, you know, you're not actively seeking to, you're not actively looking to get retribution with that person, or are you, you're going to try and take that energy and then pass it on to somebody who has done absolutely nothing to you. Obviously, you're doing the, the, the mature thing and you're saying, actually, that negative energy will stop here. And the next person I meet, I won't emit that kind of energy towards them. And those people who, you know, we, we, we make friends with and then obviously we don't ultimately continue being friends with. I think it's obviously important to remain this a certain element of professionalism, a certain amount of respect. And uh, even, even if you don't respect them, like I think it's important to obviously act courteously, always act courteously, uh, be respectful because it's something that I also, I also learned when I was reading one of these uh, philosophy books that we, we control how we react and how we yeah. move on and how we carry ourselves. I think it's important for that. So I, I, I want to thank you again for that answer. And, you know, I think the next question, it, it, you've kind of touched on it a bit because you've, you've also obviously mentioned that fitness has been a key part to helping you overcome uh, stress, help you um, problem solve and come up with solutions to challenges. But is there anything else on top of fitness that helps you overcome uh, challenges and manage stress better? Overcoming challenges. Well, I think this is kind of like a mental thing that helps me overcome a challenge. Mm -hmm. So let's say there's something I want to do. Let's say more specifically the YouTube thing. I can't tell you how much criticism and hate I got from wanting to start a YouTube channel, more specifically wanting to start a YouTube channel pertaining to like fitness and women and um, how to overcome the dating market for men. So one thing I think someone told me is that no matter what you want to do in life, whether it's even this podcast you're doing right now, I'm sure maybe when you started, there were some critics that were telling you not to start it. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what I always tell what I always tell myself is people are going to judge you whether, whether you do something that they like or you do something you want. As long as what you're doing is not harming anybody, mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. Because one thing in life is you don't want to live with regrets. You don't want to look back maybe when you're like maybe 60, 70 or 80. And you're like, wow, I wish I had done that back in the day. Because the thing about regrets is they are just going to play with your mind and they're, just, and they're going to consume you. Mm -hmm. So it's best you get it done when you can. Because that's one thing I've really told myself. I don't want to live with regrets later on in life. So that mindset of not wanting to live with regrets and not listening to what people are, are telling me on criticizing me on, on what I want to achieve is that's kind of some a mindset that's actually driven me to start my YouTube channel and hopefully make it as big as possible because I'm aiming as big as I as I possibly can. Obviously the work has to be put in, but that is kind of the mindset that helps me that always keeps me going. Absolutely, bro, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that answer. You know, I think it's you're absolutely right. I think a certain amount of well a lot of mental strength is required when we need to you know overcome challenges and deal with stresses and obviously not park them on the side and just leave them there to build up or add on to our workload that could lead to potentially burnout or anything like that i think addressing like you said addressing the situation uh head on maintaining that mental strength and obviously going through with whatever we want to do 
uh, whatever it is in terms of uh, whether it's starting a YouTube channel, you know, going to the gym or, you know, wanting to to start a business or anything of uh, along those lines, you know, obviously you're always going to get people who are going to uh, give their opinions and give their two cents and give their critiques. But, you know, I think if you know what you want to do with that thing that you've started, I don't think any criticism can actually put you off from pushing through with it doing it achieving some success helping it grow and and sustaining it so i think that's a key part and i also want to get your opinion on 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 the next question which is uh, we've all gone through um trials and tribulations and we've all experienced failure but from your perspective toby what would you say is the most valuable thing about failure without a doubt is the experience because you're wiser once you've done something and for whatever the reason is you failed You've gotten the experience and you're wiser to go back at it again. Mm-hmm. Without without it, that, that's my that's my mentality towards failure. Obviously, if you fail something, it's human nature to be sad and and feel terrible. But the way you can look at it on the bright side is that you've gained the experience needed. At least when you go, if you are if you're going to face that challenge again, you know what you're going to you know what you're getting yourself into. So that's how I feel. At least that's how I personally take failure because I believe last year. I was doing my driving test over here in Ireland and it's, trust me, it is really, really difficult. The slightest thing can just mess you up. Mm-hmm. It can mess you up. And so I think whilst I was doing my driving test, this was around August of last year, I was confident I got all the knowledge I needed and I felt like going into the driving test, I was well and truly ready and I knew and something was just telling me I was going to pass. And I think I drove pretty well, but only for my instructor to tell me, yeah, I didn't pass. I'm like, how? I didn't crash anybody. I just made some minor mistakes. I just made some minor mistakes, which on paper, where he was actually fair in retrospect, because when I looked back at how I performed, I was like, oh, okay. So I did feel terrible because they are very, very expensive. It's about 90 euro just to take a driving test. And I'm going to have to wait about five more months to do it, to do it again, which I'm like, I can't be asked to go through this again. But what I just told myself was, I've got the experience. I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting myself into the next in the next test. So I just went at it again, and I passed a second time. So it's all about perseverance and just making sure you learn from your previous your previous failure. That's just pretty much how I take it. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, and you highlighted the spot on about the experience of going through a failure. And the emotions it can make us feel, I think in, in the beginning, you know, you feel disappointed, you can feel gut-wrenched, you can feel sad, angry, confused, all of those things. But the most important thing that we pick up from failure is that learning aspect. And you know that, okay, in retrospect, when I now look back, I see, okay, these were my mistakes and I now know how to avoid them, not make the same mistakes and how to make sure I pass the next time. And obviously, congratulations on passing. You know, it's it's never easy to, to pass the driving test. It's one of those obstacles. And I think many people would agree who listen to the show that, you know, when you're, when you're going to get something that is of importance to you, whether it's a language certificate, driver's license, a certification to be a programmer or, or, you know, software engineer or anything of those things, there'll be nerves. And if you fail the first time, even if you feel confident, you be disappointed you be you may be dismayed some people hey you know may give up but the most important thing is you know you shouldn't you shouldn't give up first of all and obviously look at what you didn't do well and you can 
after that, you can then say to yourself, okay, what can I do to be better so that next time when you do succeed, you can, I think there's there's that thing of um, that feeling, I, I, I would know how to describe it, but you know how if you failed the first time and then when you go back and do it, you're a lot more determined to succeed now. And when you do succeed, you're like a massive, a massive weight off your shoulders and you can now look forward to the next thing. Exactly, man. Like you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. There's that. It's there's just that relief that it's done and it's out of the way. And there's also that pride that you finally gotten it done after like failing the first time. Then you go strong again and getting it done. There's just that emotional pride that you get that finally it's done and I can go for. I can go forward with my next goal. So you kind of yeah you took the words right out of my right out of my mouth as as I said. Yeah, that that's all good, man. It's it's a te- it's a team effort on the Prince of the North Perton podcast, bro. And you know, I think it it leans in perfectly to the next question. And you know, to get your perspective on what you're looking forward to going forward is, and you know, for that, you know, what would you say like excites you a lot about the the future going forward? Well, what excites me one is my plans because mm-hmm. I do hope that my my kind of my goals i don't really like to reveal but i'll just maybe give you a, like a sneak peek like my goal is to have my own business so knowing that i'm planning for i'm planning to start my own business and knowing that my youtube channel is coming along as strong as i possibly can i have with i know without a doubt that the future is bright without a doubt you just the thing is but obviously the future can't be bright if you don't have any plans because as they say if you fail to plan you plan to fail so you can't just go with the flow and the good thing is at least we have youth on our side i mean we are still we're in our late 20s so time is really really on on our side in terms of where and the way the world is going with technology somebody even told me that i think i was having a talk with somebody who knows like maybe by the time we're 50 or no, by the time we're like 60 or 70, the way technology is, we we might have artificial hearts. So we could even live to be maybe 100 or 120. So it really excites me with the phenomenons that the world is producing on how the future is going to be. Absolutely, bro. And, and I agree. I think, first of all, I want to wish you all the best and success in your future projects. You know, we hope to see you prosper and shine on behalf of myself and everyone who's listening to the show right now. And obviously on, on the aspect of technology and ev- all the developments that are going, that are happening, uh, like every single day, there's a slight improvement. Like obviously recently we've had what? We've had uh, Web3 and we've got ChatGBT and all these other exactly. AI chat platforms, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's revolutionizing how we can do work and i think obviously microsoft started their own version of it and google will be starting theirs and apple wants to get involved in amazon and i think obviously you as a tech person can tell me that it's absolutely bonkers out there oh you have no you have no idea like once when i when i heard about this new artificial kind of hard thing i like it really blew it kind of blew my mind away yeah, yeah. And I think it, it kind of references in I think I had this discussion with um with a with with a colleague that we, we both know with a friend actually, uh Jordan, who is also he also features on the podcast. His episode is called Iron Man Jordan. If you're listening to this podcast and if you haven't heard this episode before, I'd encourage you to go and listen to it. But he he, he spoke on obviously there's the positive aspects and obviously there's the aspect of, of ethics when it now comes to introducing uh technology or artificial um, you know, organs or anything of that, of that, of that nature. Obviously, in integrating that with the human body and how it's all going to work, and 
I think there's an aspect that obviously still needs to be worked out, but I think it's something we can look forward to going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the the next question, man, and I think this 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 will this will really get you pumped up in a way, but I I want to find out and I'm pretty sure the listeners are also curious about finding out what helps you stay focused and productive when you're doing activities. Well, one, I think it's kind of one of two things. One, like the reward, like knowing what you could possibly achieve mm-hmm. if you if you stay focused on completing an activity. Well, obviously, the way humans are, and I like to point this out, everything is just based on how we humans function as as with our brains is. It's based on what you could possibly achieve when you when you have an activity. Obviously, maybe if you're in um if you're in college and you're trying to get your degree, obviously you would be focused on you want to get it done because there is a reward. There's a reward which could possibly come afterwards if if you achieve it. So I think one thing that just makes me stay focused on achieving anything, any any anything worthwhile is motivation. If I'm motivated to achieve something. Just the motivation and the reward of wanting to on, on on getting something is kind of what makes me stay focused. If it's something that kind of is maybe it's something I just want for, for just for the sake of having it, maybe I wouldn't be as focused as I want to. But obviously, if it's something that I know would help me towards my future and towards my my goals, then obviously the motivation is going to be what helped me. But motivation is not all, it's not only the, it's not the only thing. Obviously, discipline, like in anything you want to achieve, like there has to be a plan of attack. I think this is kind of what I've, 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 um, I've kind of realized that in anything you want to achieve, no matter how big or how small, there has to be a plan of action. Maybe you want, in order to do this, you have to, you have to know this, this and that and that. So it's just, your motivation and discipline and just having a plan of action is kind of what helps me achieve achieve a goal. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, and, and those are three solid points on that. Like the reward aspect, I think I'm pretty sure everyone is here. When there's a reward involved, people have that extra incentive to make sure that they complete something. And, you know, with that, with that comes with the motivation, with wanting to do it. And then you mentioned, I think, the, the core foundation of how everything does get done is that discipline um is that the knowing the importance of doing what you're doing and how much value it's going to add to the future and even on a day you don't feel like doing it because i'm pretty sure you've had days when you don't want to go to the gym uh days where i'm not even feeling like revising the the german language but there are on those days are the other days we actually learn the most because we decide to do it because we we know that it's important to us and we know how much value it's going to add to our, our, our lives in the long run so you know thank you for sharing that answer and as we move on to the next question uh you know I, I want to find out from you how you would view yourself and you know I want to want you to tell me and the listeners what your strongest qualities are and you know from those qualities what quality would you like to pass on to the next person who's who's willing to like learn from you? Okay, one thing I would say if I'm to teach anybody which I know I'm really good in is my I would say would I say it's my leadership skills or my ability to connect with people because one thing I've grown to realize is your network is your network is your net worth. So that ability to communicate with people obviously I've come to the realization that my goals they are so big that I can't I can't achieve it on my own. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, anybody who wants to achieve greatness can't achieve it on their own. They always need people to help you in in some way, shape, or form because we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And there might be somebody 
who could benefit who you could benefit from in in any in any way shape or form and they could contribute towards achieving your goal so i think it's my ability to network with people mm-hmm. i know for sure in while I, while I was in half a chair i had a lot of connections which kind of helped me towards my degree like i i knew people who were seniors i knew people who were working in electrical engineering companies who were kind of who had kind of helped me with my projects i know without them <laughs> my project won't have even gone half done so I think my ability to network with people and also getting good information from people is kind of is kind of one one is my strongest um ability. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they say your network is net worth, and you know your ability to connect with people is the most you know one of the more valuable skills there is out there because like you said uh you know when you maintain a good relationship with somebody uh you know they may not you might know each other for the duration of university but you might reconnect later on and you know that person might might need your help or you might need their help vice versa i mean here i mean here we are how many years later <laughs> we know each other in half a year look where we are now Absolutely, man. And I think I think the, the key we did was, you know, we, we checked up on each other, you know, frequently, not like every single week, but like uh, periodically throughout every year, checking in on how we're doing and how, what, what, you know, what we're working on, if they, we need any support, any advice, all of those things helped. And I think in many ways, like some of the people who've been uh, podcast guests or even some people who are helping me now in terms of uh, the next steps of my career, in terms of searching for the next job or wh- where I want to work and all that stuff. I think that's stemmed from, like like you, you mentioned, you know, being ha- having the ability to network with people and, and maintaining that relationship, showing respect. Uh, if you can help out, you know, help that person out. You never know how, we never know how that person's receiving um, that sort of help from you and what doors it could potentially open for you in future. So I would encourage everyone listening in to obviously look after your, your network, you know, friends, family, um, you know, people you meet at university, at work, at school, whoever, you know, always treat them with respect, be courteous, even if they're not the nicest people, you know, I think it's important, you know, just to try and zone out or air, like block out all the, the negative noise or anything like that. And ensure that obviously you're respectful, you carry yourself in the most dignified and respectful way possible. But thank you for sharing that answer. I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to pick up uh, that skill from you, Toby. Uh, and, and, you know, is there anything, are there any skills like going forward that you're looking to pick up to add to your skill set? Oh, well, just like you, the business I want to um, do is kind of like a worldwide thing. So it would benefit me to know another European language. This is something I've been telling myself I want to do consist, um, every single year. But obviously things get in the way and it's very, and I know it's easier said than done to want to learn, to learn another language because I know you've been trying to learn German for the better part of a year. And I know my friend who is in Germany, he said he had to literally be in school for six months just to get even a decent shred of just to even understand it, even a shred of german of a excuse me a german sentence so that is something i am hoping to add to my skill set just knowing maybe maybe just even if it's just one or two european languages i was thinking more along the lines of english and french and spanish because those are two i mean besides english those are the two worldwide languages because spanish is spoken in virtually everywhere in south america and french is 
spoken in not only France but also several African countries and several Caribbean uh, Caribbean territories as well. So I think knowing another European language will really benefit my skill sets. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. And on the language, on the language, uh, the language journey, as I can tell you, you know, see, you have your your ebbs and your flows, your ups and your downs with the language. But I think the key thing is consistency, and also like I think. Given that you now have a target, you know, see, dedicating time to work on that, um, whether it's an hour or whether it's 30 minutes every, uh, I would say every day. Ideally, you want to learn it consistently every day to make progress. So I'd say maybe 30 minutes a day. I mean, there's so many great apps out there now, you know, the likes of Babel. I, I used Busu. Uh, so that's B-U-S-2-U-S at, at the end. And, uh, you know, there's there's so many. I think the best way of see is like, you maybe work on an app first and then you try and find 30 minutes slots to speak with the with the native speakers a tutor so like on platforms like italki and and on all these other ones where you know you actually speak to somebody who's a native speaker and they correct you in terms of how you you pronounce the words how you form sentences and yeah french and spanish like you said spoken pretty much almost everywhere uh africa uh south america Caribbean, you know, and even Canada, part uh, Montreal, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 Quebec, sorry, Quebec in Canada. So you know that 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 whole aspect of learning a language. Me, I, I actually encourage everyone to pick up a second language or a third language. I think with with Spanish and French, I'm also in in that in that in that line. I want to learn those languages, preferably after I've mastered German. Um, but I think you know if you can if you can manage to get the the greetings down, like initially, you know the the hola, como estas, and the yes, the, you know all that stuff. You get you get that locked down. I think you know you can only always build up from there. And you know, also, I wish you all the best. And if you want any tips and all that from from for me in terms of language learning, I'm happy to share with you on that. Even speaking on that, so you've been on this path to learn. Yeah, how long has it been? A year? Actually, it's been. I started uh, the the language learning for for German. I think it was May 2021 is when I started. Okay, so you've been on this thing for well over nearly two years. Yeah. So what would your fluency level be? As of, um, as of today, what, what would you say it is? Fluency-wise, just speaking. Yes. If it's, if it's speaking, I'll probably say it's at an A2 level, which is like, it's it's still beginner, but it's not like beginning. The A1 is, is where you start in, in a language. So obviously, you know, there's A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2, and so on and so forth in terms of language levels. So I would say um at the later stages of a, of the beginner stage in terms of speaking i think reading i'll probably say i'm at the intermediate stage i can read and understand most sentences the more advanced stuff like from 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 b2 onwards i'll probably say it confuses me a bit like i'll use oh. german for instance think future future uh zwei, which is future um future uh two they call it future zwei, but, but it's basically the concept of talking about the future or things that can happen in the future or things that have happened that could have been like different in from how they were so talking about the future and uh, you know, talking about natural disasters and all those things like political topics, all that stuff. I wouldn't say I'm apt I'm at a point where I understand what is happening fully. I would probably say I know some of the vocabulary, but in terms of the grammar, I'm getting there in terms of how to understand it. And I think the fact that I've decided to now enroll in a school on top of the self education I've done, 
I think it's going to further cement that understanding and knowledge. So, you know, I think for now, speaking wise, A2 level and then reading B1 and then listening, I think listening as well, because listening, it, it's, it's at A2. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I won't, you know, big myself up too much. I think I have to be honest and critical about myself, not in a negative way, but being like honest. Mm, and yeah, just being re- re- realistic with where you are. Yeah, so listening and 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 speaking, I'll probably say A two level, and then obviously reading. I, I like to read a lot, and you know, you really, you know, even for you, language learning. Uh, there's somebody, there's a guy called uh, Ollie Richards, uh, who's a polyglot, one of the many polyglots in the world. You know, shout out to Ollie Richards. Uh, he he's got books where he says, you know. You, the best way to learn a language is obviously not from yes you have to do grammar books and know how to structure sentences and all that but how you learn the language is like reading stories and listening to stories so there's options on youtube now you know people have got animated stories where they talk about different things different topics you know going to the supermarket for instance ordering something online you know ordering a taxi or going to the airport all those sort of things there'll okay. be dialogues there'll be stories so it it helps you understand how native speakers actually speak the language and at the same time you're learning how you know what's what what's actually going on in the story itself when you read it because i think I'll, I'll i'll be honest like um when I first started, I, I started uh, when I was learning German. I, I tried to watch uh, a TV show called uh, Dark, which is on Netflix, and I didn't really understand what was going on. But now I've, I've been exposed to German a lot more. And obviously, I'm going on a tangent now. But since I've been exposed to German a lot more, I've actually worked in the language. I've, I've practiced speaking. I've practiced listening. I've done all these things. I'm f- I'm fairly capable of following the story in German with maybe with German subtitles. With German subtitles, it helps because some of the words, you can't really hear how other people pronounce because people pronounce words differently. But I've gone on a tangent. But what I'm trying to say is those the levels I've told you where my language is is where my language is. Uh, but like the key, if you want to learn, let's say Spanish or French, you know, having, having you know, doing the basics, the, the grammar, knowing the vocab, you have to do that on your own. And then obviously getting in front of, sitting in front of a teacher who's going to, coach you through what you're saying is going to be helpful and then obviously listening and reading stories and watching maybe uh, movies and tv shows in the language target language i think yes. narcos was in spanish was it um i can't i, I don't think i know of that movie <laughs> no narcos is like a, a tv show uh i think where they spoke we've got enough time i think they were talking about like um how is it pablo escobar i don't know you know listeners you can correct oh, okay 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 i know pablo escobar. so so yeah so that's the whole essence of it so um, hmm. I think to 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 add on and to to close off the the podcast, I'm going to ask you one final question. And you know, it's what inspiring words would you like to leave with the listeners who've listened to your episode today, who are looking to improve themselves? Okay, so one thing is always strive to be the best version of yourself. That is my my motto. That's one thing, and also do what you feel is best for you. As I said earlier in the podcast, in, in the podcast, sorry. You don't want to look back maybe when you're 60, 70, 80, if by the grace of God you get to that age and you see maybe your fellow, your peers making it in life and you're just there living with regrets. Because the thing is, regrets, it's just going to mess with your mind mentally. At least this is what my dad told me. I know my dad did tell me that he wanted to start his own company, but for whatever reason, he couldn't start it. I think he wanted to actually 
start his own his own very own car company his own car company but for whatever reason he couldn't do it so he's kind of living with that he's kind of living with that regrets but at the same time yeah he he's that something he, he told he told me that ne- don't live with any regrets that's why even the company which i wish to open he told me that if you've got the money and you've got the, the the business plan and you've got the right strategy go for it because you never know what what you could achieve if you just take the risk because as they say there are no risks no re- no reward mm-hmm. so those are kind of two things i would like to leave everybody with because you can achieve greatness without a doubt anyone is is capable of greatness if you put in the work without a shadow of a doubt Absolutely, bro. And I agree. And, you know, Toby leaves us with some some powerful words to close out the podcast. And we've now reached the end of the podcast episode. Uh, I'd like to thank you all of you for listening into the show and reaching the end. I'd like to thank my guest, Toby, for featuring and sitting down with me today. Thank you, Toby, for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with us today. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Takura. And thank you for having me. You're welcome, bro. And and thank you for thanks again for featuring. So so to close out, please be sure to check out obviously Toby's channel. It's called Two Billion TV. It's on YouTube. And be sure to check out my podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and so many other digital platforms. Subscribe to it. Please share it. And also if you have some spare sense left over, please donate to the show. Uh, I'd love to, you know, continue making the podcast and I also I'll continue doing it. But if, you know, if you're if you're generous enough to leave a kind donation via the link in the description, I'll be truly grateful for that. The outro music we'll, we'll sign out with is entitled Off the Record and it is performed by Justin Vinyls featuring Zeke. So thank you all for listening and till next time, be well and take care. I see it's getting steep, knees are weak I've been playing for keeps, now I'm doing what it takes to survive I got my eye on the prize, nigga, that's tunnel vision A man on a mission, and I won't stop until it's complete The greatest come back in the game, did it all in a week And I be talking in my sleep, cause I plot in my dreams Nigga, then wake up and get it, cause I know talking is cheap Just like that bitch who played me, now the boy unavailable I flip the script, yeah, I've been changing the narrative So between me and you, now there ain't no comparison So this is a message to y'all think I ain't Time I'm skipping the beat Yeah, we coming up from nothing But we sowing the seeds Started jogging when I knew That I secured the lead Boss so sick The mic's knees Caught a disease I'm off the leash uh. If life is a game Then tell me How are we keeping score? My, 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 my. In my bag A couple kilos more What did you take me for? You think this is a joke? We are in different strokes, but this is not cinema. Catch a sound through the media, causing a mass hysteria, breaking through every barrier. The conversation's gotten heavier. With my hard drive packed, it's time to bury them. It's been a while since Zeke and I had teamed up. How did we let time pass without a feature? Let me assist you, I'm pulling up in an instant. Just to show the world we've covered distance. Matter of fact, rather than treat the door like a moment, I still see no opponents from all these words. I'm on it and this will stop the dream I'm mindful of immaculate schemes I'm at ease With a go to stack up some cheese And leave a crease I keep the whole flow like a breeze That's no fleece Cause I'm already a hundred degrees No world breeze Here's another project release the Music by Justin Vinyls and Zeke